0: And today's episode I have with me in the studio here, Ben Slowey. He is a music journalist, podcaster, community activist, and also for Wisconsin Music Ventures. He's our spotlight, speci- spotlight specialist. Try saying that five times fast uh ben Slovey, thanks for being here
1: thanks for having me yeah. it's good to see you
0: yeah you as well so um you are I'm, I'm actually very envious of you because you i think we talked about this you kind of do what what i intended to do when i was in college mm-hmm. and but you're actually doing it and <laughs> <laughs> so uh i mean you. and I, so tell me about um what what exactly are you doing at this moment with your with your work
1: oh yeah sure um well, that's a bit of a multifaceted question because mm-hmm. I get like, I'm afraid of being bored all the time. So I give myself so many things to do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so right now um, it's kind of like a weird transition period out of uh, COVID, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, shows are slowly making a, uh, a comeback. So right now um, I'm actually on a break from Mr. Nice Guy, my podcast, um, but I was doing that for a while uh, virtually uh, uh, during COVID and, um, but uh, now, uh, so I am music director for Breaking and Entering, uh, Milwaukee music blog, uh, and so I've been covering our daily uh, releases uh, each weekday um, in, in collaboration with uh, Alan house And uh, now that shows are starting to come back, I'm uh, making that uh, making it out onto the scene more. Uh, I do artist spotlights, so I go out to shows and basically. You know, chase after artists after they play a show and interrogate them like, who are you? What do you do? (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: And so I'm doing that. um, And then, uh, you know, I have a day job as well, uh, paying the bills, uh, but uh, also working for you. Yeah. uh, With WMV.
0: Yeah. You mean all that that journalism stuff doesn't pay the bills?
1: Uh, (laughs) It's getting there. Yeah. one day at a time. Yes.
0: I, oh, I believe me. I know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're doing, you're doing way better than I ever did. Um, you know, I think I, I only, well, no, I worked for a little money at some point, but mostly it was like CDs and concert tickets at mm-hmm. that time. So yeah. Um, I, I, give you all the props in the world and, and you're like, you're grinding mm-hmm. it out. Like you have a, pretty much, what is it a release every day or every week?
1: Um, in uh well, normally when i'm doing mr nice guy yes uh i kind of go um content crazy like while i'm recording it like i usually like i was on a, a pace of doing two episodes a day yeah um that's amazing <laughs> yeah it, like i said i get um i i it fills the time and it could definitely connect with me with people like when we were so such an in such an isolating time uh but all my episodes are out now um so now i'm i have a breather from that uh so i can focus more on my other work um so right now we're at about three or four pieces a day uh for breaking and entering like um no shortage of music coming out in the greater milwaukee area
0: that's amazing and and how did you end up here
1: um with uh
0: in uh in in milwaukee
1: oh yeah yeah uh I came to Milwaukee from college for college uh, in twenty fourteen. I, I, I grew up uh, in the south, sh- south suburbs of Chicago, uh, but I uh, came here for UWM uh, to study journalism, and I graduated in twenty eighteen and uh still figuring it out Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know i never got that big boy job you know that they they talk about but Mm -hmm. uh, i don't really need it so much at this point i feel
0: yeah i mean we're kind of in this point where the the gig economy can can be a thing Mm -hmm. and and uh hey why not if you can make it work so yeah yeah so you you are from illinois you landed here in milwaukee and and just i don't know do you do you anticipate just staying here hanging out you like it here
1: yeah uh no reason to leave yeah and uh you know cool cats such as yourself uh, (laughs) you know uh make it uh easy for me to thrive here um i you know like there's a lot of uh creatives you know i've observed in the milwaukee scene like sometimes feel like they do have to leave eventually like in order to like really pursue uh, a career in the the music or arts industry but i don't know i feel like we have a gold mine of talent here and we do have great resources and uh i hope we can uh keep Building off of that and bringing those together. So, yeah, I, I love Milwaukee. No reason to leave.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And what was it that you studied at uh, UW-Milwaukee?
1: Uh, so, yeah, I was – so it's interesting. I was uh, was a journalism, advertising, and media studies major. Mm-hmm. They call it jams. <laughs> uh, at, you of course know. they do. Yeah. That's so perfect. Of course. Um, and so I knew I wanted to do broadcast. Uh, so right here in my element, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I knew I wanted to do broadcast when I entered, but I wanted to do, like, straight hard news uh, for, like, the first two years. Huh. Um, I wanted to be a reporter. I wanted to anchor, like, all that jazz. Um, but around, like, my junior year, I decided, you know, I want to do more, because like, I had a couple internships at that point, And I learned, you know, I kind of want to, like, uh, you know, I, I love telling stories, but I want to tell stories and share um, uh like more creative ideas about things i'm passionate about and am fascinated by and i've always you know like i grew i grew really into becoming like a big like music enthusiast just you know hours into spotify and and just discovering new artists and listening through albums like several times a day like i just became like obsessed with music so i wanted to you know gravitate towards music journalism and then ultimately that eventually uh evolved just kind of into uh like creative and entertainment and arts journalism uh you know in general and now i actually uh started doing a little uh political writing uh, for the shepherd express as well so uh yeah it's you know it, it, i think that storytelling is a very powerful um means of like uh, reaching people and and uh, like Making people just get exposed to just new information and, and new ideas and new people that they You know may have just never been exposed to and and yeah, I love telling stories. I love helping having a platform to uh, for others to share their stories and um, yeah, I so journalism of of uh, several trades um, is kind of my uh where I'm at now. Uh, so yeah. Nice.
0: And uh so what kind of music do you do you cover typically?
1: Um all kinds. All kinds. All kinds. Uh yeah, I, I mean definitely like my like my, my cup of tea. Like I like um indie, uh like indie pop music a lot mm-hmm. and experimental pop and experimental stuff in general. Like I, I like, you know, stuff that kind of like uh pushes the the, the, like, kind of cultural contexts of, like, what's considered to be, like, catchy and pop music and stuff. Like, um, that's kind of the stuff I gravitate towards. But I'll cover anything, really.
0: Yeah, nice. What is the the strangest music you've ever covered?
1: Uh, well, I was bummed because yesterday <laughs> there was a – actually, like, a noise fest of sorts. Ooh. Like a like, – like a noise um, showcase that was happening at X Ray Arcade in Cudahy that I really wanted to go to, uh, but I couldn't make it yesterday. But that was going on, and I actually got pretty into noise and like sound art uh, during yeah during uh, during quarantine. So that's I kind of started bringing some of that stuff uh, onto breaking and entering. Um, Uh, you know it it really really pushes the boundaries of what is considered music and what's not yeah and i think that's so cool so that uh is some of the probably what would be the strangest stuff um and i don't expect any i don't expect everyone to really uh get into it but i yeah i I like it. something
0: different for Mm -hmm. sure yeah i i was not aware of that so very what what kind of what, what kind of thing happens at noise fest
1: uh, you kind of just sit there and watch somebody make a lot of d- weird, goofy, sometimes harsh sounds uh, yeah. that all kind of I guess like fall into something bigger. Um, it's It's not so much about like like you know, like w- when you think of music, you think of like, you know, how am I gonna relate to it and like how am I gonna like how is it gonna emotionally like impact me? And noise does that. But in a very different way, like it's it's a lot more but a lot of it is often a meditative experience where you just it, Like for me at least I like noise because it gives me some sense of like Clarity with like the constant chaos that's going on in my mind and sometimes that's best cast captivated through some really uh, harsh uh, you know, like sonic blasts or textures or just really dense soundscapes. Um, yeah, so I don't know. There's this a lot of, I find a lot of appeal in that because, you know, I'm just high anxiety all the time yeah. and it soothes me.
0: The noise soothes you. Yes. yes. It does. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. But for some people, they're like, what the heck is this, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Did you ever play an instrument yourself?
1: Uh, in middle school, I was a clarinet and a tenor saxophonist. Uh, Yeah, I I, my parents pushed me and my sister through band because they were band geeks uh, when they were younger. That's actually how my Mm -hmm. parents met. I know. uh, Charming story. Um, But yeah, so I did band in middle school. I didn't like it. I it just I was interested in other things more just fitting in with. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, so I didn't continue beyond that. But sometimes I, you know, wonder what it would have been like if I did.
0: Yeah, well, that's okay. You know what? The music scene needs uh, advocates and supporters and fans just as much as it mm-hmm. needs uh, musicians. So, For sure. uh, yeah, we wouldn't be there without uh, supporters and fans. So, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, that's really, really cool. So, um, tell me, like, what are some of the, the big projects that you're working on right now?
1: Yeah, uh, so um, another thing I've started recently, uh, uh, I you, you mentioned the gig economy earlier, yeah. and I'm actually – I've been subscribing to that this year. So I do freelance PR okay. uh, for for uh, local artists um, and uh, writing either will write like an artist bio for them, for them to use on socials or uh, write up a press release for them for something that's coming yeah. out. And I send it out to uh, both local and uh, broader mm-hmm. uh, publications. Uh, so I've been starting that and I've been enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Uh, little money uh, extra money in in my pocket on the side so I've been working on that Uh, I've been working on a bigger project for uh, actually um, a filmmaker in LA right now Mm -hmm. um, which will hopefully have some uh, greater returns Uh, Mm -hmm. so I've been working on that Um, I so uh, I actually it's a good time to announce that uh I am bringing my concert series at Cactus Club back. Oh nice. Um September 2nd uh bringing Mr. Nice Guy presents uh, uh initially I was I had just started doing it like pre-COVID just starting to get into booking shows cuz like I mean something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Uh so I'm starting that uh up at Cactus Club in September. What and, is that called? Uh Mr. Nice Guy presents. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and so uh, starting that back up, so the idea is to bring um, different dimensions of the music scene into one room that may not have uh, ever really met each other or been on a, the same bill as one another otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, integrate and, and bridge uh, the, the music scene um, together uh, in the way I can as an individual um so so I'm excited for that uh it's it's i'm planning on it being like a monthly thing mm-hmm. uh breaking and entering is also um we're, we're bringing our concert series back up we've got air in the square coming up uh on uh thursday actually um which is in catalana square in the third ward uh so that's and then that we have in, the, in evening with series that will be coming back this uh this fall. So yeah, we got the big thing we're working on right now is uh, you know, kind of getting our, getting our feet wet in shows again. Mm-hmm. Um, but ho- hopefully uh in the next couple months that will mean more sponsors for us, more yeah. partnerships and uh hopefully be able to turn breaking and entering into a more fully fledged out like business, yeah. you know. So
0: yeah. And yeah, I just love like learning all about all the different things that you do. You have you definitely like just have a lot of different like streams of income and, and, and things going on. And in music, I've I've heard this this term called uh, a portfolio musician used, and it's kind of reminiscent of that. I, the gig economy is you know another way of saying that. Um, but how do you manage all of that?
1: <laughs> how uh, do you
0: keep organized?
1: That's a really good question. Uh, lots of notes in my phone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. I don't know if you do that yeah like you just you constantly have to write things down mm-hmm. all the time you know um so i've been doing that uh just i have lists for like everything on my phone like whether it's breaking and entering uh like what we're covering each day or what shows i'm going to go to um i have a list mm-hmm. in my phone for wisconsin music venture mm-hmm. spotlights mm-hmm. uh a list of all my mr Night nice guy episodes i have scheduled a uh, list of restaurants i want to try yeah. you know it's it's uh, when
0: you say you have a list on your phone is it like a particular app that's most notes. useful no it's yes. just a note app okay yeah it's yeah super
1: useful yeah. with somebody who's kind of like either a polymath or just someone who has a lot of passion projects
0: mm. yeah yeah super cool because I mean, it is super possible to to do all this and and make a living from a Bunch of different places. If you can keep organized mm-hmm. and if you can stay on top of it, uh, and there are some really great apps like that one, uh, calendar programs, to do list programs yeah. that can help you out mm-hmm. with all that. Um, but yeah, it does take a lot of organization um, to stay on top of it all. And oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's a that's a lot of what I like to talk about on here. It's just like how do you make it happen from you know behind the scenes. Uh, so I mean, what are what are some of like have you have you learned some lessons along the way?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, like I was just thinking about it, like as you were asking that question. Like one of the biggest things I think that helps in creative work and, you know, working towards passions, like is to make it as condensed an experience as possible. Where like for me, for example, like when I'm like I'm I, I like to think of myself as like Pretty independent, like I don't like to be like tied down to things so much. Like I like to just be super free form and work at my own pace, and like you know, be my own boss, if you will. Mm-hmm. But like, it, but that also carries over to even when I am collaborating with somebody, such as yourself mm-hmm. or with Alan. Like I love it when it's just so one on one. Like mm-hmm. the 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 less people you're you're kind of like working with in a like or uh, i should say working in between um on your goals or your projects or you know whatever it is you do then the more we'll get done mm-hmm. like just cuz i i like i used to um in in college my roommates and i like we tried to, like, like we had like a little diy recording studio on the east side for a little while and it's like when there's so many people that are like const like that are kind of involved and invested in one thing and there's not really a whole lot of specific roles of who's doing what Mm -hmm. you get kind of like lost in the sauce you know Mm -hmm. it it gets really disorganized and people get on each other's nerves a lot like there's there's not a whole lot of like it's weird to put your expectations places but when you're only working with one other person i'm like okay this is going to get done and you're going to do this and I'm going to do this and we're both going to like uh, we, we want things done by this time. Like this is our deadline and like just one person exchange ideas with or exchange schedules, exchange, you know, uh, um, just like uh, communication, communicate. Yeah. yeah. One person to communicate with that makes it so much easier Mm -hmm. so that's that's one of the biggest things i've learned is just to kind of like boil it down and condense things as much as you can so that things are fluid and easy to uh uh like exchange between like you and, and something else. Yeah. Um, so and that
0: reminds me of that. you know, I'm glad you brought that up because some of the conversations I've had, and maybe this has been tricky for you. Do you ever work with musicians who have managers, uh, in, in some of your interviews? Because sometimes that can also just, just in, in having a manager that just adds another person in it. Yeah. Makes, that makes it a little bit tougher to deal with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> um, I have had to like communicate with managers, mm-hmm. um, to like, you know, for, for example, set up a Mr. Nice guy podcast, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's part of me, like, while I'm doing it, like, I'll do it, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'll email the manager and
0: yeah, if that's what you have to do. Yeah.
1: Like, like I I don't doing, it's not the hard part. It's more of just like, I'm questioning like, like kind of like, why is like this middleman situation necessary when it's, I just want to have like a, you know, like just a sit down casual conversation with somebody about who they are and why they do what they do. And like, And like I said, I get it. Like some people have that manager so that they can manage their, their own time better Mm -hmm. and their own schedules. Like having someone else do that, like makes it easier for them. And I totally honor that. I respect that. That is cool. But it's never something like I would have myself, you Mm -hmm. know, like I, I I'd love to just kind of communicate and like set something up with somebody like just directly between me, myself and them. Uh, cause ultimately that's what the conversation will be. Mm-hmm. That's what that the podcast is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's like, like I said, it's, I'll do it. Like I said, I'll do it if I have to, but it's, uh, kind of just, it's adding an, like an element that I, I perceive it as kind of vestigial, mm-hmm. but somebody else might find it necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I get it. I am with you on that too. Um, yeah, yeah. And so what are some of the – some of your favorite questions to ask of the musicians that you that you talk with? Ah,
1: that is a good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well uh, – what, what are my, some of your go-tos, yeah? Sure, yeah. Well, usually I try to start with something simple like just how was your day? W- what would you do today? Like kind of just adding some kind of like – Icebreaker kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah icebreaker, something universal, yeah. something that like – anyone could answer like and because then like I often like I'll often share like what I did today too like I want it to be a conversation and so having something simple like that can make it started off as kind of like fun and entertaining and just you know not not super serious before we do get into the more serious stuff Mm -hmm. usually I I, that evolves into like I'll ask them oh like kind of how did how did it all start? Like where did music become a creative outlet for yourself or where did, you know, like visual art become a creative outlet for yourself film? Like I'll ask questions like when's the first time you picked up a camera? When's the first time you picked up like, you know, a paintbrush, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and then all that will evolve into asking them more about like some of their specific works, like an album they just released or mm-hmm. um, an art collection. They just did a, book they wrote, a film they made, like that like I, I try to usually like unless it's something that's like super like particularly well known that they did, like I'll usually ask about the most recent thing they did. Mm-hmm. And then uh ask them about their future plans, which is also a question I've mm-hmm. incorporated into Wisconsin music ventures. Mm-hmm. Like I always want to know like what people can expect and uh, what people can look forward to to add a layer of like relevance. Like what like if people like what they've heard so far, like what what can they get excited about in the future? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I always end uh, with the two questions sort of like the trademark of Mr. Nice Guy is what keeps you up at night, what puts you to sleep? Mm-hmm. Those are the two questions I ask at the end uh, because I want to add just a, le- a level of humanity to it. Like, you know, sometimes it's a silly – a lot of people ask or answer with really silly uh, answers sometimes. Some people perce- – like they – Interpret it as a more serious thing like what's actually like giving me anxiety or what's actually like You know Challenging to me, uh, but then the what puts me to sleep like is the same same way like whether it's you know Some people interpret it like as like a silly thing like they'll say "Oh, melatonin, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, yeah Um, but some people interpreted as like well knowing that like i did the best i could that day or, yeah. or something like that you know so
0: totally open-ended yeah. yeah uh
1: sadly i hate to say it uh i've there's i believe two episodes that i actually recorded in the last year that i actually forgot to ask the <laughs> the the closing questions oh, it i happened i think i just got caught up in the, the 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 time crunch or something but still made for good episodes just yeah i, I know when yeah. I, when i see that i'm like Oh, darn it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. I get
0: it. The perfectionist in, in you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you on that. Um, have, did you ever do radio or was it always yeah. podcasting? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so my high school, uh, fun fact, Homer Flossmer High School uh, had the high, the highest powered uh, high school operated radio station in the country. Nice. Uh, so um the broad, we were very uh, fortunate to have a very renowned broadcasting program in high school. So we worked with TV and radio. And um, our sophomore year, we actually had to produce an entire, like, 55-minute documentary that was broadcast on the radio. Wow. Yeah. Um, and in high school, uh, we also, like, had radio shows, like, uh, like shifts mm-hmm. that – some, some people would just treat it as, like, a shift of just playing music. Other people had actual radio shows after school. So mm-hmm. I had a couple radio shows uh, my senior year uh, where I would, uh, um, you know, like, just – it would just be, like, kind of music-themed. Uh, so we would play a lot of indie music, mm-hmm. um, just, like, surfing Spotify and discovering new artists and sharing new artists, like, me and a couple of my friends. So that was – I was very lucky to have been able to work with radio pretty early on. Yeah,
0: that's unusual to have it. At, yeah. at a High school level for sure. Yeah,
1: and then in college like I interned with uh, NPR with WWM mm-hmm. um, and that was more of like hard news and mm-hmm. still va- very valuable skill sets to learn from there but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I for a while I really really sought after like trying to like get in at 88, 88 9 sadly like uh, this uh, a lot of people want to work at 889 yes, for yeah. sure so i i never got a chance to uh intern or work there but love what they do uh very like Great people that work there, uh, and a great station overall. Actually, we were listening on the way here, and our good buddy Will Frang yeah. uh, got his song "Box Spring" played on eighty-eight nine this nice. morning. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so, shout Maybe out to single. 88.9 nine. Yeah. yeah, like they they actually want to hear from their community and um, great great station, great great folks over there. So, I still support them a lot and hope to be able to collaborate with them uh, at, in sure. some way.
0: For sure. Yeah, and, you know, what I really appreciate about what you do is that you just, like, went for it on your own, you know, despite whatever else may be Mm -hmm. happening. You just took the initiative and you're – you're just going with it and sure. you're just, you're plowing straight ahead and, mm. and, uh, doing so much, uh, pr- producing so much content every day and it's, and it's really good stuff. And you just have gained so many contacts and, uh, so much, uh, respect in the music community that like, everyone's like, and you're pretty young for doing this too. And like, mm. everyone's like, oh, you got, you got to know Ben Slowy and you, and, and, <laughs> and it's, it's really, really cool to see that. Um, so th- yeah, I really, um, you know, have such a, a fascination and appreciation for the drive that you have because. It makes someone like at some point, people at eighty-eight nine and at these other places are going to be like, "Huh, that Ben Slowe guy? Like, <laughs> we need to get him on our team because because oh, you're going to be you, you will have proven yourself and yeah yeah and that's why, why I was like yeah I got it like he's doing something really really good so well, th- <laughs> thank you we got to get him involved thank yeah. you
1: I appreciate yeah. that I yeah I mean I I see it like. Kind of like yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you're kind of a go-getter with this stuff too, Allison. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you started your whole own thing of, like, working directly with musicians and, you know, getting them to, like, reach their goals and make money and mm-hmm. just, like, really become, like, fully, like, uh, uh, fledged out, like, careerists with, mm-hmm. with this stuff. And, and, yeah, like, I see that as sort of the only means of, like, of really like actualizing yourself and how you can make an impact on your community and also like how you can you know kind of just make something out of nothing because that's that's the thing like when I graduated college you know I was applying to jobs like that I would find on Indeed and I would just get nowhere like I was and there were jobs I didn't even want Mm -hmm. like I just I wasn't happy uh, and I also was just getting really impatient. And so, you know, I, I, like six months later, I'm like, well, I need to just go out and meet people. Mm-hmm. So like, start there. Like I need to, like, it's like, I want to be this music journalist and I want to like interview people and stuff. Well, no one even knows me yet. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why, like, I just started just going to as much stuff as I could. Um, mm-hmm. and I started connecting with people on Facebook as much as I could. And, um, You know, not everyone's always receptive, like, if they don't know you. And that's totally understandable, and it's okay. But that's why it takes time. Um, And it takes, like, you know, you you also learn a lot about your own intentions, too. You're like, oh, you know, sure, I want to, like, this is what what I see myself doing. But, like, let's genuinely, like, get to know people first. And, like, let's actually, like, sit down and talk to people and go to shows and, you know, just – Learn what other people are already have going on around here. So mm-hmm. that's what I started doing. I started going to networking events. Uh, just started. I got in touch with Alan around mm-hmm. the same time I started Mr. Nice Guy. I started writing for Breaking and Entering that way, and went to even more shows from there. So that's kind of how it all really kind of uh, ended up snowballing. Was just when you when you really like kind of open the. Uh, open the door to just like all the, you know, cool people and talent and just brilliant minds of, of really interesting people that, uh, you know, inhabit Milwaukee. Like I just, I was, I never got bored. I just, just find myself going all over the place and meeting people everywhere yeah. and eventually i'm like wow i gotta interview i want to interview all these people yes. <laughs> so that's yeah. why i started doing so many interviews was like it, it, it was just important to me you know social justice is also a really important thing to me too and and i i, I view that and like i try to juxtapose that with like the art and the music and and the, the creative scenes too because ultimately like that's kind of like a really big uh driving force behind why a lot of people started creating in the first place was to express like something they feel like close to or passionate about and so i started kind of working that into my work too um so yeah it's a lot of stuff that i feel like you know ultimately i found myself just naturally organically doing because it was just important to me Mm -hmm. and uh, um and anyone who like is really um you know, just doesn't, doesn't like kind of set like comfort zones anywhere. Like obviously, you know, you have to, you have to have your own boundaries and whatnot, but if you don't like set your, your comfort zones of like, this is like the only like scene I'm going to really give attention to. Um, versus like, I'm not going to really like explore the other scenes. Cause like, I don't, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me personally. Like I never, like I never wanted to do that. Um, so Really, like, just anyone who just genuinely is just fascinated by people mm-hmm. and why they do what they do and is also easily amused by mm-hmm. things, because I definitely am, then, then uh, you find yourself just naturally just tackling a lot of different things. And you don't really see it as, like, oh, I'm doing, like, all this work or, like, I'm, you know, like, this big deal, because, I, honestly, I don't feel like I am I'm just a guy, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I, I'm just a guy, and that's what I always tell people. Yeah. Like, I'm just a human being— like i don't care like i don't want to like i don't i don't care about fame or fortune or any of that i just care about being comfortable and also just like trying to make an impact mm-hmm. like impact is is the, the the really important thing because impact can help people realize like how much all of this can mean if we give it meaning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i know that was a lot but no no
0: that's really well said thank you uh, and you tend to focus on interviews for, for what you do, I believe, and, mm-hmm. and storytelling through that. Have you ever done anything like reviews
1: or? Uh... Um, sort of. Uh, so I do, like, if I go to bigger shows, um, like shows that are more high profile, like, you know, artists that are more famous or whatever, mm-hmm. like, excuse me. Um, I So kind of the, the deal Alan and I have. So usually, like, he can provide me press pass like slash Mm -hmm. like uh you know uh uh access to shows like so
0: oh yeah you said you're taking me to south by southwest i am
1: taking you there (laughs) uh yeah we're gonna have a great time uh uh, so usually like i get press passes or credentials uh that allow me to go to any shows that i want and sort of the um uh in return what i do for alan because he views that as a a business expense is i write a little concert review Mm -hmm. um and i don't ever try to be like you know pretentious or anything Mm -hmm. like it's just what how i experienced what i experienced and how i experienced it um so so that's like kind of my um sort of the closest thing i would say like i've done reviews about i don't i try not to like critique anything uh like especially not with breaking and entering because i don't know like I'm sure you're, 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 you've heard of Trapper Shep. Mm-hmm. Um, every, most people have yeah. uh, in Milwaukee's music. He's, you know, pretty uh, well known. But I remember, like, I, I he was the first breaking and entering show I ever covered, and I remember like having a conversation with him after the show, and I was telling him about how I was kind of like getting started with this whole thing, and you know, I'm just trying to meet people right now, and he he said something that actually really like resonated with me that I've tried to ho- always like. Uh, abide by is don't ever cover anything you don't like and so i like like Mm -hmm. like i said i i i find appeal and uh interest in most kinds of music pretty Mm -hmm. much everything like that i can at least listen to i will cover you know like i can find appeal and things i like about it and share that um, without any like negative words or negative uh, evaluation at all and it's it's like if something is really like that I really don't like or I think is just that non appealing to me then I just won't write about mm-hmm. it like um, I don't want to be somebody who like critiques someone else's ability to do something and, and make music or share their ideas when I don't even do that myself like I don't like as you know like I don't play music myself I don't have any like um skill sets like creatively really like as far as like music or um Mm -hmm. uh that kind of stuff like i don't do that so Mm -hmm. i don't feel like it's my place to say whether or not like oh this is this is good or it's not you know i i can definitely have my own opinions on like do i like it or not Mm -hmm. but that shouldn't but like just because i don't like it doesn't mean someone else might not so we still will cover it even if it's like not my favorite thing um so that's kind of my philosophy, my approach with, with breaking and entering. We're not tastemakers. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to, you know, let people know what's out here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Great. And then um, do you, ha- like, have you had any really awkward interviews?
1: Uh, sometimes, yeah. Like, I mean, there's people that are definitely, like, uh, more soft-spoken, uh, aren't very big conversationalists. Where I've, I almost feel like I'm kind of prying yeah. a little bit, like, where it's like, well, where it's like, well, they'll say they like did something I'll be like well so so how did that make you feel you know where it's like I I get it you know some people are shy some people are just you know like just be more uh succinct with the way they uh talk and share their uh perspectives on things that's totally okay um but yeah I mean it, it can be awkward sometimes but luckily you know the beauty of uh doing Mr. Nice Guy for me is uh old uh, adobe premiere <laughs> you can edit the awkward parts out like if, if or if there's like a question or a conversation that just wasn't really relevant or just didn't really like add anything i can always just cut it out right uh, so luckily that kind of uh uh trims off some of the awkward moments
0: yeah for sure and uh have you ever had some guests that you like what do you do if someone declines an interview have you ever had that
1: uh yeah plenty of times yeah um there's You know and any reason to decline it is totally mm-hmm. valid, you know, like, like I guess it's not Everyone's cup of tea to like, you know be not only like on the spot like being interviewed mm-hmm. um, Some people also just don't like being on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not for everybody. So I going into that going into this whole thing I like I knew that mm-hmm. and I it was something I had to accept that right. I will be here's set. our
0: video. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah so I like, had to accept that from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And so there's been people that have declined. Uh, some people are like, oh, I just don't really have that much to talk about. Some people are like, oh, I don't have anything really going on right now. And some people are just like, they don't really give a reason. They're just, no, nah, it's, it's not really my thing. And that's totally fine. And I always honor that. Like, I will never, like, I never want anyone to feel pressured to, mm-hmm. like, do something that, you know, they just don't feel comfortable doing. So, like, they uh, – so – some people also will say not right now, but maybe later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I never take it personally. I never take offense to it. Like, it's it's everyone's prerogative of, like, whether this is something they want to do or not. Um, and, you know, I, I've even had to take a couple episodes down uh, for, like, safety reasons, for example. Like, if someone's, like, going through something, like, personal and, like, they're worried about, like, their – public presence or something like i have no problem like archiving that and mm-hmm. you know like i can always maybe upload it again in the future if like it's safe to uh mm-hmm. but yeah so it's 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 never any problem whatsoever uh, if mm-hmm. someone uh if if someone's not interested
0: yeah cool what is what have been some of your favorite interviews
1: <clears throat> and that's that's hard i, know, uh, it's, yeah. I left okay. off at uh, uh 656 Oh, uh, that was the episode. That's that's how many episodes yeah. I I I, I left off at. I know it's so it's a lot to pull from. Um, yeah, I guess
0: or maybe most memorable. Let me put it that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's definitely episodes I've walked away from that are like, man, this is why I do what I do. Like an episode that like reminds you like yes. why you started doing this in the first place. Like, there's been a number of episodes that have just been so stellar that, like, I've just been in total, like, uh, euphoria. Like, when I, like, when, by the time we're done and, like, when we walk away from that, like, I'm like, wow, that was a really good podcast. Um, I've had a couple, like, uh, episodes that have gone, like, close to two hours. Um, that's kind of my, like, time limit is, wow. like, I'm not going to yeah. ever upload something that's more than two hours. Um, but... Yeah, I'd say like one of my favorite episodes um, that I ever did uh, was like my one of my organizing buddies, uh, Bobby Penner. Uh, he was my longest one. It went at, it was literally an hour and fifty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I cut some stuff out because it was so long. But uh, that was because we talked about really like passionate like po- political stuff that was really important to us. It was just so much to get into, but we felt like we had to get into all of it. So that was one of the best ones. Um, Sometimes I measure episodes by how, like, funny they are. Like, (laughs) like, I've had some really entertaining episodes that are just hilarious. Like, uh, one of my – probably one of the funniest ones I ever did was um, Anthony Deutsch and Avi Gelfman, which I did almost a year ago now. And so Anthony, he's known as Father Sky – uh, in the music scene, and Avi's a geeking drummer, uh, and they they play together uh, sometimes. And I had them on together just because, like, I knew they were like kind of playing together at the time, and uh, we just had a blast, like, laughing and just being goofy and silly. But we also ended up starting. To, we ended up getting into some pretty like cerebral, like philosophical things about like creation and like, uh, like creative processes and just kind of like like uh i remember we we had a whole conversation of like would you rather know a little about a lot of things or know a lot about a a little few things Mm -hmm. like we had a whole conversation about that like that was a really really good episode and it was hilarious like that was one of the hardest i've ever i i literally had to pause the episode because i was laughing so hard (laughs) um and then i'll have even just close friends on the show to like just catch up and talk about where we're at in life and how we see things so i've had some really good conversations in that way like even if a friend of mine doesn't particularly do anything creative like how are you just kind of like getting through life and you know just making sense out of things right now i mean i'm 25 and so like there's a lot of people from high school i don't I haven't talked to in years, but I'll invite them onto the show, and we'll just be catching up about like, man, what we really had an interesting like high school experience, and like it's really interesting to apply that now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's this this all there's a lot of different ways I guess I can assess that question of like what have been like the most memorable or favorite ones because there's so many. Mm-hmm. One of the last ones I did uh, before I have been taking a break was with uh, buddy Vic Buell. Uh, that one went for almost two hours also but uh he's one of my favorite artists uh in the milwaukee scene and uh he's known for a band uh called vince clore though he also plays in um astral hand um yeah he, he's really into like the psych music scene mm-hmm. um and i'm really into psych and experimental stuff as i mentioned before so like we had a whole conversation about just like why why we think psychedelic music and psychedelic art is so interesting. And it's a lot, and we kind of were just talking about like, well, it because it takes us out of the present moment and it's it puts us in like totally like other dimensional surroundings that we feel so comforted by and we feel at peace with and we feel just at home with. And as somebody who always felt like I was like kind of an outsider like looking in like i always felt like i was an outlier in like so many different like places in society and in my own life like never really fit in anywhere in one in any particular place i think that i gravitated towards experimental and psych music for that reason because it just it just takes you out of that um uh this it just takes you out of like that the immediacy of like everyday life and it just puts you somewhere completely different and Dreamlike. Uh, so we had a great conversation about that, and I also love his music a lot. So we talked extensively about the EP he dropped, which I loved this past year. So just having moments like that, where you can sit, where literally I can just sit my favorite musicians down in the Milwaukee music scene and be like, you know, I listen to that song that you dropped like all the time. Like it's mm-hmm. on constant rotation, and I really just want to know what went into that song, yeah. or like I really just want to know like what place this record came from because i love it and i've been listening to it non-stop like for x amount of time so like let's hear about it like just being able to do that and sit my some of my favorite artists down or just some of my best friends like it's very rewarding yeah. um and so that's why i love doing mr nice guy um and even in moments where i doubt myself and I'm like why am i like is all this really even worth it like are is any of this really like actually like making an impact? Like, am I really actually like getting anywhere with this? Like, I have those moments of doubt all the time. Uh, but having like even just getting to talk about it and look back right now at some great moments that I had with that show and learned so many new things and just had such a really amazing time, like, I'm it, it's bringing all back to me. Like, that's why I did all of it, it was mm-hmm. because it was. It was important it was it was just a genuine like personable connection I have with somebody to talk about things we're passionate about and and that and like you know what we can do with all of that info so yeah, that's uh yeah, it's like I said, it's all like like wow i I'm having all these revelations right now, yeah. <laughs> like oh like man that's that's why like I was doing all that in the yeah. first place. Yeah
0: what ha- have you learned about the music industry from doing this work
1: um, that uh, you know it's um, man well I don't want to get too political because <laughs> yeah, you know but- I, like I, I know that you know it's uh, it's a very complex uh, yes. it's it's a complex issue um, the music industry but you know it's it's very hierarchical hierarchical uh there's a little hierarchy yes. uh, with the music industry and so like and I feel like I kind of knew that like like, you know before I got into all this but Really kind of understanding more of like the the nuances and the personal experiences people have and like Really just kind of like hearing just how cutthroat it can be Um I learned a lot about, yeah, just how it can be very divisive and people get, like, just put into classes about, like, this is appealing to people and this isn't or, like, this this makes sense for, like, our label here and, like, this doesn't. Like, just kind of understanding that, like, you know, I get that all kinds of music, no matter what kind of style it, or genre whatever, like, whatever, like, it is, um, it there's there's, you know there's target audiences like there's there's people that are going to gravitate towards you know this kind of music and there's people that aren't gonna really uh click with it and i don't know like i guess like i've just i've learned that there's just a lot of pretenses with the music industry uh like what makes sense to to like like what artists like make sense to play with one another and what don't or like who belo- who belongs in like this scene and who doesn't like I-, I just i don't see much of like a a point to all that me personally like mm-hmm. um i get that you know like if for example like th- it doesn't mean that like you know none of that like uh should exist like at all like totally like if if you want to like go to a night of all hardcore bands then go to a ba- go to a show with four hardcore metalcore bands Mm -hmm. and headbang all night and mosh like if Mm -hmm. that's what you want to do all night hell yeah like that's uh Mm -hmm. that's a um that's that's totally fine like that that's great or if you want to you know go to diy shows uh that have like all more diy oriented artists like that is totally okay um but i also kind of want to like you know, kind of, like, mix it up a little bit. Like, challenge those pretenses of, like, well, that will always exist. Like, the, that scene culture. Like, that will always exist. But, like, what can we do to, like, kind of break some of those barriers down and open people up to new things and or, or things that they might not normally go to and might discover, like, oh, like, I actually really liked that 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 artist or, like, I really – I met all these new vendors or like I I found this new business that I really want to partner with or I really want to Get in on this venue that I've never been to because I just don't hang out there mm-hmm. um that's what I've stuff that I've learned that like I don't know like I, I think that like when there's all these pretenses to like who makes sense where like it kind of uh, inhibits a lot of experience and exposure mm-hmm. um, as it would in in any sense uh, so um see, so yeah like i don't know like it's worth challenging like i said it, it there will be parts of it that will always like obstacles that will always exist in that way like that's kind of the nature of the music industry and the creative industry in general but um but i don't know i, I think there's just such a power of meeting people mm-hmm. and uh, just like learning about what another person is doing that might interesting that's why south Mm -hmm. by southwest is such a cool experience so if you can kind of break some of those barriers down then i think that we can make the industry have a lot more opportunity Mm -hmm. and potential for a much broader range of artists that just make music or art in just a maybe a less conventional way Mm -hmm. that maybe they can actually see like more potential in themselves to like take this se- more seriously or like as more a bigger career thing or like, you know, put more money into it, you know, you never know. So yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for talking on all of these things. Is there anything that we missed that you want to throw in there? And I'm going to ask you where we can find you in a second.
1: But Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, th- I think, uh, I don't know. I, I like this conversation. Um, I, yeah, like, like I said, all these things that like I do, uh, like the last thing I'll add is mm-hmm. all these things that I do. I all that I feel like is interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, it all is working towards a common goal mm-hmm. of making something out of nothing and fostering a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, that is ultimately my goal. I think love is the most powerful. Well, it's not. The, I don't just think it's. It's a fact that love is the most powerful force in the universe. And, um. And I think if you do everything and act out of love towards other people towards people that might have Be less fortunate or might not have as many opportunities or um, or Just might be very different from you like then Like you never know like how powerful that is until you experience it in one place and that's that's sort of like the whole like reason why I do all of this is because like you know I don't like no one deserves to feel alone no one deserves to feel like they like that you know like society is like turning a blind eye at them and um and, you know I always want to make people feel like they're a part of something or mm-hmm. that they matter and mm-hmm. so like that's why I do Mr. Nice Guy that's why I do Breaking and Entering that's why I'm doing mm-hmm. Miss Wisconsin Music Ventures that's why like I literally that's kind of like the driving force behind everything that I do um, and so, uh, I, and anyone else who that resonates with, like, I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I, appreciate the opportunity to talk about all these things and kind of yeah. like connect them all together. And as, as always else, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just, uh, really excited to be working with you. Yeah. And I think what you're doing is really cool. And the sense of community that your platform, uh, has, uh, been developing and, and been, uh, cultivating has been super cool, you know. Like you're working with artists of so many different breeds and backgrounds, and um, and that falls right in tandem with like you know th- the stuff that uh, I'm trying to do. Yep, so absolutely, so yeah. Thanks for having yeah, me here.
0: Thank you. This is why we get along well, right? Yeah, so yeah Similarly. Great minds think alike. Yeah. Right on. And uh, where can we find you?
1: Yeah, uh, so I'm on all social media uh, except. I'm not really on TikTok yet. I, I just haven't gotten into it. Like, maybe one day I will. Um, but, yeah, Facebook, um, you can find uh, my page. is just Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, it's got the red logo uh, if you search it. So I'm on Facebook. Also, I'm on Facebook as just Ben Slowey. Um, feel free to shoot me a message. And then on Instagram, uh, my uh, Facebook – excuse me. My handle is at uh, Nice Guy Podcast that's my um that's my podcast's instagram my personal instagram is at BSlowbro. slow bro uh it's been my social media handle like since high school uh and then twitter at BSlowbro. slow bro b s l o w b r o uh yeah so that's where you can find me uh feel free to get in touch uh if you're releasing music uh you need a press release done you can find me on fiverr uh there's a uh Uh, link in my Instagram uh, bio to to my profile if you need any um, PR done. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Ben Slowey, for being here in the studio. Great to visit with you as always. Yes.
1: Thanks again for having me, Allison. I had a great time. All right. Thanks.
0: We thank Stu and Sue Rosslett of Bemidji, Minnesota for being patrons of Wisconsin Music Ventures. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll leave ratings and reviews for us wherever you're listening from. Visit com for more information on upcoming guests, show notes, and ways to send us your topic suggestions. The Musicians Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., recorded at Podcast Town in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music written and performed by Mike Newmeyer. Thanks again.